Today's episode is a case study of a SD-WAN deployment with SimonMed, a provider of medical imaging and radiology service. SimonMed sends massive 2D and 3D medical images across the country, and it needed a faster, more efficient WAN to serve radiologists and patients. We are sponsored by Silverpeak today. You know them for their SD-WAN capabilities. Now, guest is Jaleep Wickramanayaka. He's the Chief Information Officer at SimonMed. Jaleep, welcome to the podcast. This is your second go-round on the network. Let's have a brief little catch-up on, on Simon Med's network today. Well, thank you for having me. Um, so Simon Med is about a 16-year-old company, right? We have about 150 locations, mostly grown by acquisitions, mergers, uh, and then new de novos, right? And then mm. our van, consi- van consisted of two MPLS mesh networks, and we manage about 300 site-to-site VPNs. And the biggest part of this whole, whole caution is that we move about a petabyte of data a year, and we acquire 850 gigs to a terabyte of data, Hmm. depending on the volume for that day. Now, I've been lucky enough to work in the medical industry, and particularly in the radiology market, and they really shift around a lot of images. Now, they are high-res images, and the idea is is that the radiographer should be able to take an image and then ship it to the radiologist who will then be able to read it and make statements about what's happening on that image. So it needs to be good, but it also needs to be reliable, right? Correct. So, so we have we have a couple of dilemmas here, right? First and foremost, we have 150 locations in about 10 states. However, our radiologists are, are located, you know, probably in 20 states, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, we 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 we, are, we do subspecialty uh, imaging, which mm. means, you know, if you have a neurologist or a, or a mammographer, you know, they're not going to be in the same place all the time. So, so we want to be able to send these studies to the experts, right? Yep. And, and and doing that, we have to be able to distribute that data in a way efficiently that they can read and, and, and perform the next study and the next study. Right. So that's key. So now, you said before that you've got a WAN consisting of two MPLS mesh networks. I can only yep. imagine how uh, entertaining and challenging that was. What was the performance like? Some sites, you know, your, your latency was good, and so it, there was no issues. But, you know, if you took most of the sites, there was two, four problem. One was that it wasn't size right, right? Mm. So uh, you, you started off a site with only maybe X-ray and, a, and, a, and another modality, and then suddenly the, the operations decided to upgrade the site un- until about three months later when, when things didn't work properly. Hey, our network doesn't work. And then you had to kind of do upgrades. And, you know, with an MPLS network, doing any upgrade or lighting an MPLS network on any new site is usually, you know, 90 to 180 days, depending on where it is. Yeah. Unless, yeah. unless a connection existed, you know, it was almost impossible to do that. I imagine because you're based in the U.S., you were also backhauling your VoIP over the top, but you're running uh, telephony over it as well. Correct. So we had PRIs at almost all those sites and uh, voice routers at all those sites, uh, which, which was very hard to manage. At, you know, and, and even from a billing perspective, you know, you're, you're talking like 276 invoices or more, 300 invoices a right. month. And so having to go and, and make to see whether we are getting overcharged or not is almost impossible, right? So by <laughs> default, if, if, if the vendor wanted to overcharge us, they are, which they were probably were doing, you know, you'd never know the difference. <laughs> so you're getting not great performance in some locations, which could have an effect on the radiologist trying to do their job and also potentially a patient waiting for information. Uh, I guess you were also having VoIP issues. Did you run into problems when you're trying to transfer files and also people having calls at the same time? The network guys have done a pretty good job segmenting the network uh, with you know doing QoS on the, on the WAN side. So that was never a problem. The problem was when you know if if a, if a line went down, you know how how do we how do we you know how right. do you get this going? Well, and I think. 
part of the pain about an MPLS network for this is that you actually had to have an active and a standby, I imagine. And so you well, actually we, we didn't have an we didn't have active standby. It was just just one, just one single. Was, so yeah, you were spending millions yeah. a year just on a single network yeah. and no 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 yeah. backups. Five point five point four million dollars a year for voice and data, wow. which was around uh, at that time about hundred hundred sites. Right. Wow. So you worked with a consulting firm to bring in software to find where. Yeah, actually, I I brought in. Uh, SD man, mm. and I brought in a consultant. Yeah, the consultant didn't bring SD man, right? So one of the things that I bring to the table is unconventional CIO. So I, I do not believe in conventional things. You know, just be, it, it's like saying, "Hey, I didn't get fired for being IBM or Cisco," right? I mean, yes. you, 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 I mean, there's so much more technology coming in that is beyond your understandings. For me, it, it is this: if somebody tells me I can do that, and I go, "Okay, great, let's do a POC." If you can do that, I don't really care what the technology behind it is, as long as it's working. Right, mm. so I, I had done a, a POC with with Silver Peak about in 2016, and and they they were not there at that time, but but it still worked better than the conventional routing. So when I came to this job, it was bigger, and we were moving more studies. It made all the sense in the world uh, to move move to to an SD WAN network, right? And and as I say that, one of the things what you're doing is when you go to SD WAN, you're, you're future proofing your network, your WAN, yeah, right. Doesn't matter what kind of technology. Look, 5G is coming today, right? I can put 5G in instantaneously right now at any site. I, I suspect that most people will never use 5G for WAN technology or indeed for anything that actually matters, right? You won't actually go out and say, oh, I need a 5G for that. It will be a successor to 4G and you'll use it. But the point is that you could use it if that was what was available to you. Yep. And the remote chance that 5G comes along, you could use that with an SD-WAN. You can use DSL. You can use cable. You can use direct internet access over some yeah. sort of legacy technology, Correct. you know, whatever it is. The, the, the thing about SD-WAN is whatever the telco wants to give you, you go like, sure, I'll just turn it into Ethernet yep. and start using it. And and the reason I brought 5G is because we are mobile units, right? So today we are using 4G. Uh, okay. mm-hmm. And, and, and there, are, there are sites where we go to, you know, it's, it's in areas, believe it or not, it's 2020. But getting, getting, a, getting a network connection is almost impossible. It's cost, cost prohibitive, even, even other than getting a DSL connection. And then DSL doesn't work for images, right? You know that. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. too small. So therefore, that's when 4G and 5G comes into play. It might be a little bit more expensive, but at least we can get the files out of there. But and you're able to connect that into your SD WAN network then to make sure you're getting the good performance out of the 4G. Yeah, we are, we are doing that with four mammography units today. So SD WAN over 4G is delivering the answers for you to now, not not no. an imaginary thing. This is real. Right? No, this is real. Yeah. Are you using the WAN acceleration capabilities of the Silver Peak? Yes, we are. So we right. have we've invested in 10, 10 gigs of van ops, mm-hmm. out of which I think we are using about I think six point seven gigs of it. So uh, one of, one of the issues that we ran into van ops is is, is our net, network engineers not understanding how to do van ops, right? So mm-hmm. they are trying to put more van ops than than the line is capable of. Of course, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't work that way. So there was a there was a whole education process that went went about maybe maybe not you know too too long ago six six weeks ago. Yeah. And, yep. and right now, you know, it, it 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 is performing well. So right right now, you know, you asked me about active active passive. So what we are doing is we are actually getting active active, uh, because one of the things that SD WAN has brought to us today is the fact that we can do remote scanning. So when I mean remote scanning, we have 150 sites. Yeah. Uh, MRI techs can or and CT techs can scan from point A and scan uh, study you know a, a a patient inside you know. 
be you know all the way from B to Z, right? Because <laughs> they, they can can't. be in the next town over. The radiologists and the radiographers are the expensive part because they're a scarce professional resource, right? You can have a machine no, sitting no, this, in. This is, no, no, this is the, this is the technologist, right? right? Okay. So, so we, are, we are we are using high definition cameras, right. right? So now we are doing. So not only are we doing imaging, we are doing streaming video, okay. right? Right. We're not recording the video, but we are doing streaming video, and it's ACR approved right now. Yeah. Where we we can we can scan scan the the patient where where uh, uh what what I call a uh you know you don't have to have a CT tech right you you have you have a qualified tech yes. in the junior tech and, and, and so putting the, putting the patient on the table, but the actual scan is being done you know from Kentucky or Washington uh, or wherever okay. it is. Yeah. So the the operator's not on site; they're doing the scan remotely. Okay, got it. And that's not something that you were able to do before? No, we, I mean, there's no way we'd be able to do that with MPLS. Right, okay. Yeah, VanOps is the one that make, makes it work really well. Yeah, the oh, secret okay. to VanOps is to be very careful about what you optimize. Like, don't try and optimize everything. Don't. The, mis- the most common mistake is to say, I want yep. to VanOp 100% of my traffic. And yep. it's smarter to say, this is the bit that I can VanOp well, and I'm going to just do that and leave the rest alone is what yeah, I found. So, so my, my original team didn't know what to do with VanOps, decided, you know, to make me happy and put VanOps across the board and almost brought the network down, right? So they had to revert <laughs> it back. Mm. And, and this is this is the funny thing, right? About about talking about people who don't understand conventional versus unconventional technology. Mm-hmm. This is a perfect example of that. So conventional router guys think, oh, it's, it's going to work like you know one of Cisco boxes, like Riverbed. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. let me go put you know, and it doesn't work that way. No. So I want to um, sort of circle back around on the overall performance gains because my understanding was it could take ten to fifteen minutes to get an image to download, which isn't great. Uh, what it was like after SD-WAN was in place? So it 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 comes between you know depending on the file size between seven seven to seven seconds to about a minute depending on you know some some studies are huge right mm-hmm. and and as as we as we do that uh, we are we are seeing a lot a, a bigger gain in how radios can get get to their studies and and one of the one of the issues that we've had is that is it's it's the right sizing of the line right so so unfortunately. You know there are there are issues even with SD WAN. You know there is a site that does mammography and and, and they have a you know hundred down thirty up right. Well, mm-hmm. you you can only get so much out of a thirty even if it's ran optimized. <laughs> yeah. right? It's not a hundred meg circuit. It's a thirty meg circuit yep. when you're uploading the images from site to the other. Have you tried um, ganging up more than two? So going to four DSLs. We do. We we do in, in for for the short term. Right, so we'll we'll get a you know month to month contract with you know either broadband or whoever we can get, mm. and then we'll we'll have a carrier build build us a you know hundred meg circuit right or right. two hundred okay. meg circuit. So you're using that for speed to speed to execution using correct you know lots of DSLs as a temporary solution while you wait for a more traditional DIA circuit to be fitted out over yep. you know whatever months. Now that's really important because you want to yep. be able to open if you're. Um, consolidating radiology into a network and you want to bring on new partners, when you've got the momentum, quite often in the medical industry, once the momentum builds, the momentum builds and you want to take advantage of that. And if you were frozen out of that saying, yeah, you know, we've got to wait for 100 meg circuits. Yeah. So what happened to us was within during COVID is the fact that all these broadband and DSL connections that we used uh, were p- performing very poorly because everybody went home and guess what? All yeah. those broadbands are getting used big time, right? Yeah. So now we are now we are str- struggling. Uh, it doesn't matter how how good your SD WAN is at that point. It's it's based on you know what what you're getting from your carrier. Yeah. So that's why we we kind of decided, okay, you know, it it was great. You know, it was a great run to have it with broadband, but given the fact that 
everybody's using broadband. We had to go to DIA circuits. But again, so we are, we are now slowly bringing those DIA circuits back yep. and, and, and right-sizing our connections. As we right-size these connections, I mean, you know, we would have never been able to do what you call a remote scanning yep. if, we hadn't, if we hadn't done SD-WAN, right? So because SD-WAN was already there, mm-hmm. we were able to do that. And, and, and become the first in the nation to do that and, and open our sites. And you can't underestimate the fact that even if you, you've you got active standby now, which you never had before, and right. so you've got redundancy, sorry, not active standby, you've got redundancy, which you've never had before, yep. but you've also got whatever you're paying for you're using. So just because, yep. you know, it's not active and standby, half of it's being unused, you're actually, what you get, you're using and you can, and it goes in to a lesser state when it fails, but that's okay because it was so much better than it was. It's not a business yep. loss. Yep. It's active-active, right? So what we do is we, we certain, send certain traffic on one line and certain traffic on another line. So they're uh-huh. both used. Uh-huh. So, so, so you're getting total bang for the buck. Telephony's working fine. You're probably sending faxes over those lines, which may or may not have been, you know. It, it, yep. So we centralized all our fax services. We centralized our, our voice services to SIP, right? So everything is coming into two data centers and then and the voice gets transferred over. So there is so SD-WAN at, at least Silopeak does does uh, voice segmentation really well. So nobody's ever complained about you know having voice voice not working. The only, only trick to that was you know when you when you had non-asynchronous lines you know you have to make sure your connections are made proper otherwise you know other person can hear you but you know they can you know right. uh, we, right. we can hear them right so things like that happen but within 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 you know quick time we figured out all, all, all those things and right now we we light up sites right. Nobody, nobody even complains. It's up and running, and nobody even knows the difference. Mm, yeah. That's really nice. Yeah, that's the best part when you're not getting complaints because everyone blames the network off the bat. I wanted to ask. Um, you mentioned you were spending, I think you said five, six million dollars on WAN costs. Has that number come down? It's come down to about two point one million dollars, including the SD WAN subscription. So, but you're only halfway through. Yeah. So, so it's it's only halfway through. No, no, no. We are at, at about uh, we are 114 sites on DIA. Right. Uh, and I think we are three sites away from total SD WAN. So, so we are right, okay, right, right. now on on DIA and like one MPLS. Right? Mm-hmm. We, we've already taken 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 away one MPLS, and there's only like six or seven sites left over with MPLS. And once that goes, we are completely DIA, and all our all our 150 locations are on SD WAN. Right. Okay. So the upshot is you're going to come away with a net savings. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think the other side here is the speed at which you've been able to act here because you've only um, joined the company recently, like months, not years ago, and you've been able to bring this change in and execute on it quite rapidly. Yes, we did. So we started this SD-WAN execution like May of last year, and if not for COVID, I, I think we'd have been done by now, you know, mm. because at, at, at some points we could not get what I call remote hands out, out in the open to, to go to a site to, you know, even if it yeah. was closed, get them doing, right? So. So you're sort of saying 16, 17 months to do 180 sites in the medical industry. That's still correct. Yeah, it's still pretty fast. Yeah, and and not just not just sites, right? I mean, you know, we've also deployed to some of our remote radiologists, right? So we get this hmm. remote radiologist to go and say, hey, go go get yourself a business internet connection because we need a static IP for management yeah. purposes. And then we send them a pre-configured box. They plug it in, and off they go. They're working from working remote. Yeah. So they don't have to. They don't have the overhead of the VPN. 
Well, I'm afraid, Julie, that's all we've got time for. Hopefully the people listening have been inspired by your story. Thank you for joining us. And thanks to Silver Peak for being a longtime sponsor of the Packet Pushers. Sponsor ensure that we can continue to provide you nerdy and technical content just like this. And speaking to people like Jaleep is actually somebody who's done this and he's been telling you his story. It's quite good, I think. Uh, you can find this and many more fine free technical podcasts along with our community blog at packetpushers.net. Follow us on Twitter at, at Packet Pushers and find us on LinkedIn and rate us on Apple Podcasts. And last but never least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.